0: Welcome to a special Halloween edition of the Wrestling with God show, the podcast where we grapple with big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and as always, I'm here with my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len.
1: Yo, Irish. So
0: are you in costume today, Father Len?
1: Uh, No, I'm just in the dark right now.
0: You're in the dark? Well, all right. Well, that probably fits, because the other day, embarrassingly, I learned that Halloween actually began as a Catholic Church feast day. And it had and has a different name and purpose uh, that doesn't have anything to do with costumes and trick-or-treating and all that stuff. So Father Len, uh, help this long-term Catholic guy that really didn't know anything about Halloween, help me understand the real story of Halloween and its purpose. And try not to embarrass me too much. Oh, okay. I, it's not like
1: I don't like to embarrass people. I would rather rip the tongue out of my head than ever embarrass <laughs> you. Yeah, 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 right. But um, <laughs> so actually, just with like Halloween, I have to admit, I do enjoy a little bit of a scare, just a little bit. And even like uh, my, this is awful to admit, when people co- when my staff comes into the office, we play this game of uh, the first one here kind of scares other people. This you is only know? on
0: Halloween or every day? Oh, no,
1: every day. Every day. Oh, great. So, if so you're
0: you the first do, one in the do office. It, you, you do some version of what I understood Halloween to be. You do it every day.
1: Well, have you ever seen the Pink Panther with Cato, where he says, not now, Kato. <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: we so that's your it. inspiration. We
1: jump out and scare each other. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I love a little bit of that. Uh, And so part of me, I do enjoy the fun of Halloween, but technically, yes, Halloween is a Catholic holiday. In fact, if you think about it, all of our holidays are Catholic, except for like Columbus Day and uh, 4th of July know. everything else.
0: Yeah.
1: And one guy was kind of surprised to find out St. Valentine's Day was a Catholic holiday. And I said, doesn't the name Saint Valentine's give it away? Or have you ever <laughs> seen these videos of, no offense, how dumb Americans are? Uh, oh, yeah. On St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, they uh, ask people in the street, what does St. Patrick's Day celebrate? And they're like, I think it's a war, or
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a war. <laughs> there's not a lot of knowledge about these things it's very sad especially (laughs) the patriotic kind of things you know where you're supposed to understand yeah yeah
1: so yes uh halloween is a catholic holiday it's the feast of all saints and halloween just means hallow means holy uh so it's actually scottish but hallow means holy or saints so all's hallows eve and so it's the E before all saints, or it's just a different way of saying all saints. And you could say, well, why the evening before? Well, remember as Catholics, we count time as Jews did. So technically for Catholics and Jews, a new day begins not at dawn, but at dusk. Ah. Um, That's why Jews celebrate in the evening. Or if you notice in the Bible, The first day of every creation happens in the evening, not at dawn.
0: Interesting. That's true.
1: So actually, we'd say, no, Sunday for us actually starts uh, on Saturday at dusk. And so All Saints, a holy day, actually doesn't begin on November 1st. It begins on October 31st. 31st. So, yeah, um, there
0: are 31 days in October. Yeah, you know, kind of
1: mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah. All's Hallows Eve is the feast of All Saints. So that's pretty interesting. But the feast celebrates our connection with all those who have died. That all those in heaven and us live in this mystical communion. That if we believe so powerfully in baptism, that if the Holy Spirit runs through me and you and e- even all those in heaven, that not even death is more powerful than the Holy spirit. So we celebrate this, this mystical union with all those who have died, but not just that, that those who are in the great feast of heaven, the feast of the lamb of God, of all those who loved they're calling us to join with them. They are pulling us into heaven. And so we celebrate all the saints. So you get different names, All's Hallow Eve, All Saints. In Spanish, it's called the Day of the Dead, uh, Dia de, de los Muertos. It's kind of this mix between All Saints and All Souls. But we'd say, well, actually, that's a very ancient celebration in the Catholic Church. You know what the Pantheon was in uh, Rome? Have you ever visited Rome and gone to the Pantheon?
0: I have not been to Rome. I've oh. I've been to Europe, mainly the UK and...
1: Pantheon never, is the
0: one with the it's a
1: curved dome and it has a circular hole in the center. It's absolutely beautiful.
0: I've seen pictures.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. But that actually um, in the 700s was dedicated as a church. So it's technically it was a Catholic church and it was dedicated to all the saints So constant later, the Roman Empire gave it to the Catholic Church to celebrate all the saints, except it wasn't celebrated on November 1st. It was celebrated originally on May 1st, but nearly from the very, very beginning of Christianity. It's always been a custom to solemnize the anniversary of a saint's death. So we always remembered the death of saints. So all saints is one day a year where we celebrate all of them. Now, it did get moved to November 1st, but the feast always existed, uh, the theological idea. Now, the the day after All Saints is All Souls Day, and that started from uh, this Cluny Monastery, this um, Cistercian Monastery in France, where, okay, so November 1st, they'd celebrate all the saints in heaven. And the next day, they would just celebrate the monks in their community who had died I just remember their connection with all fellow monks. So that's all souls day. So like in one parish, I was at uh, St. Mark's on the feast of all saints and all souls, we would have written out all the names of the people who died that year. And it was this huge banner. But the problem is, is that so many people were dying as a parish grew. <laughs> We couldn't fit him so on the The banner. list, the list. <laughs> <laughs> got too big, too many deaths. So we created this, what we call the book of life. And the book of life is actually this image in scripture. Have you ever seen an icon of Jesus where he's holding a book? I have. Okay. A lot of people mistake that Jesus is holding the the, the Bible gospel. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Jesus is the word of God. He's not holding the word of God. <laughs> what he's holding is the book of life. And it's this image in the book of Revelation that is based on history that in any in Roman times, citizens of a city were written inscribed in a book. So they did this idea that all those in heaven, all those who are citizens of heaven, their name is written in this book. And so I might be living here in you know, Meridian, Idaho, but I'm truly, a, my name is written in heaven. So you have to kind of know that in the book of Revelation. We'd have people, we created create our own, where we'd have people in our parish, uh, they'd just go up and write the name in this book of the loved ones and their families, and we'd pray for them for the entire month of November. So the month of November is when you'd remember your connection to the dead. And then just like here at Holy Apostles, on the feast, after the Feast of All Saints, Halloween, we'd have all souls, and we do this great thing where people bring candles and we have mass just by candlelight and they put all the candles in front of the altars and there's hundreds and hundreds of them. And it just lights up the church. And then you take the candle home and for the month of November, you burn the candle, remembering those who have died. So, not only Oh, go
0: ahead. So, so both the, the original Halloween the The feast of uh, All Saints, and then the following day, the feast of All Souls, is celebrating this connection with people who have died and are in heaven. That's right. That both of these. So, Father Lynn, are you going to explain how this morphed into trick or treating and ghosts and goblins and all that kind of stuff?
1: (laughs) So, my only point of mentioning how we do it is that. Kind of in every generation, people kind of change the custom, but the idea remains the same. So like the idea of dressing up if, as. You know, so we're getting little, to
0: costumes now. We're going to get to the costumes. Costumes. Okay. Costumes.
1: So um the idea of dressing up uh, actually was French in origin. And so before a major holiday, they would have this party where people would dress up like Mardi Gras. That's actually French in origin where before Lent. Uh, you'd have this huge party, Mardi Gras, where you dress up. The French apparently loved to dress up. But actually, uh, before celebrating the Feast of All Saints, they'd have this party before and they would dress up as saints. And oftentimes, in parishes, they would have uh, processions of the relics of the saints. And if you didn't have a relic of the saint, People would dress up as the saints, celebrating the various virtues of various saints. We do this actually here uh, with the school. The co- school kids dress up as their favorite saints. So, well, that's if, actually so, if I,
0: so if I was really a good Catholic and I was in costume and I was appropriately celebrating this feast of all saints, I would actually dress up as a saint is what I should yeah. be doing. So so I have a well, new inspiration I, for a costume now.
1: I yeah yeah I should you probably shouldn't use the word should but I'm just saying historically that's what where the costume dressing originated. No no I, I get
0: think, it I know you're not trying to shame me or anything and No but I think know, you I, should
1: co as John the Baptist but that's just <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I don't know. I think I should go as, as, as like St. Paul. Adam, go as Adam. Yeah. Okay. I'll go as Adam.
1: (laughs) Get a fig leaf.
0: Somebody who's been a serious (laughs) sinner. I think that would be more appropriate for me.
1: Let, let your wife, let your wife, just say, honey, I'm going as Adam. Just walk around your underwear. Say, honey, don't take away my Catholicism. (laughs) Okay. So that's a dressing up. The treats um, that actually comes from England. So in pre-Reformation England, you had this uh, procession. Once again, it's kind of like caroling at Christmas time, where poor kids would go around and sing from house to house, and they would sing. And it, I love that it was called soling, <laughs> soling, so caroling. Yeah, caroling is at Christmas time. Soling is before the feast of All Saints, where you'd go and you'd sing, and then there's this kind of cute little song on your soul cake. And if they sang at your house, you would offer them either candied apples or these treats called soul cakes. So they're the origin of soul food. Okay. I made that part up. It's not, but it's the original (laughs) soul food. And you'd give the kids a treat. And then the kid giving the kids a treat, they would promise to go to church and pray for your family's deceased Family members, so the treat is for praying for somebody's family member. So that's wow, how, how, actually how
0: keep treat. How far we've come from the the original I know, idea. I kind of
1: want to. I kind of want to get back to. Hey, if you get a treat, you have to pray for somebody else's deceased.
0: I wonder how that will work for me if the kids come to the door and I let them know that to properly receive the treat, that they need to offer a prayer for someone in their family that's died. Unfortunately, I, I,
1: many of these kids today would say, what's a prayer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Oh, my gosh.
1: I don't but think I, I'm Actually, I, though. I, to be honest, I do love it for this reason. Wow, I, you're praying for my deceased people, and I'm praying for your deceased people. I just think it's a great little, it was a great little custom. That's how the treats came about.
0: I love this. I mean, I, I had no idea. I must admit, I had no idea.
1: Well, then I've been
0: I've been totally secularized on Halloween.
1: (laughs) Well, it's not your fault. Nobody really knows. So then you get to the jack o' lanterns. Oh, we're gonna go there now. Oh, this is is a bizarre addition. So that is Irish in origin. Oh, and uh, leave
0: it to the Irish.
1: Well, it's a great story. I just think it's kind of funny. So the the poor people to have a lantern. You couldn't often afford one, but you could hollow out some sort of gourd or a turnip and then put the candle in that and it'd protect it from the wind. So if you're walking around, that's would be the way you'd protect your candle and it'd keep the candle alive. So you'd kind of hollow out this gourd. And then it got kind of uh, added, would say enhanced with the Irish by the story of, Stingy Jack. And I, I'm sorry, I just love the fact that the Irish always give like those names. If you ever go to Butte Montana, the older Butte people that always say, like, your name wouldn't be what I'm like it wouldn't be there's
0: always nicknames. So yeah, the like, Irish um, are they're big on nicknames.
1: And it's kind of mocking in a way, which I love. Like my name would be Baldy McMillan. <laughs> 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 Something like, <perfect>. strange. <laughs> So you have the story of Jack, and Jack, his his name is Stingy Jack, and he invites the devil to have a drink with him, but he didn't want to pay for the drink. So he convinces the devil to do this trick on the bartender, where he convinces the devil to turn himself into a coin to buy his drinks, and once the devil did... Jack decides to keep the coin and he puts it in his pocket next to a silver cross, which would prevent the devil from changing back into his original form. And Jack eventually frees the devil under the condition that the devil would not claim his soul for a year. So the next year, the devil comes back and Jack trips tricks him again into climbing this apple tree to pick an apple. And while he was up there... Jack carves crosses into the tree's bark so that the uh, devil couldn't get down and he makes the devil promise uh never to take his soul that he could never have his soul. So eventually Jack dies and he dies and St. Peter says well we don't want you in heaven. I mean you are <laughs> never bad but you are never good either. And the devil doesn't want jack because uh jack made him have that promise so the devil is upset by jack's trick and now the devil's going to play a trick on jack and he says i can't claim your soul either so he gives him a coal from the fire of hell and jack forever is wandering the earth with, with this his, coal with this coal in a gourd
0: in a um, gourd
1: in a gourd that he turned out, he carved it out of a turnip and he roams the earth forever. So his name is Jack O'Lantern.
0: Oh, good. So it's Irish.
1: I know. Is, and so when that story comes to the United States, that custom of carving out one at uh, all saints the, carving out a Jack O' Lantern, the Americans use pumpkins instead of turnips because they're much bigger. So, and instead
0: of hot coals, you put some other thing in there candle. to light up the jack o' lantern. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, oh, but you gosh. have
1: this strange thing of, um, in modern times, of people saying, "Well, Halloween is not Catholic in origin; it's Celtic in origin." So the Celts did have this celebration called Samhain, Uh and so it,
0: so, how, so how do you spell Sowen?
1: Oh, I don't know how to
0: spell it. Jeez. What is it? I, what do you mean? Soin"?
1: So when it's, it's Gaelic, but I know it's actually spelled S A M H A I N. Okay. Like the, the Celtic words are never pronounced like they're spelled. I think they're dyslexic people or something. Well, sorry um, to
0: get you off track, but so uh, what does it mean? What it, uh...
1: it it simply means in Gaelic summer's end and okay. it marked the end of the harvest festival And so it was a uh, end of the year, new year celebration that the beginning of the dark time was beginning winter. And so at the end of the year, you'd put out all your old fires. And then on this feast, uh, you'd have this bonfire celebrating the new year. So it's the end of the harvest and beginning of the uh, new year, winter. Well, so you have this, and I think it's a little bit of propaganda, in all honesty, from anti-religious people. I do. I really do. It's silly. When they say, oh, no, Halloween is just this ancient Celtic celebration. And the only problem is, is that uh, Sohen was a festival marking the beginning of winter in Ireland. But there's no historic, historical evidence that it involved jackalant. Or witches or ghosts or goblins or any religious ceremony really and there's this book by this historian it's called stations of the sun where he says you know even in medieval records there's no evidence that november 1st was a major pan-celtic celebration no religious ceremonies were observed now granted the celts did almost at the end of every month uh, pray for the dead, but almost every culture, every human culture has something about remembering the dead. The The difference of all saints is that we just don't remember the, the dead. We also pray that we're aware of our connection with them right here now, not just remembering the past, but remembering a current reality that we're connected with them. So there's very little actual written proof that Halloween is a Celtic celebration. Part of the problem is that Celts didn't have any that Druid Celts didn't have any written records, so there would be no proof.
0: I guess um, we could say this is the first attempt to for the, the the secular world to hijack Halloween or the meaning of All Saints.
1: Yeah, it's it, to me, I, and I'm God knows I'm Irish. I love things that are Irish. But when you have no real evidence for it, yeah, it was a celebration, but it, it's not like our celebration of all saints. I got it. So you have kind of this, all these mixtures coming in, especially into the United States. But the fact is the origin of Halloween is very, very Catholic. And the Halloween that we know today is rather... American in it's that it's a combination of various European customs that gets mixed together in the colonial time period. And what you see is so from colonial United States to now, you have kind of this change in Halloween where it becomes more and more darker. Uh, The fact that Halloween is connected with witches and demons in one sense, the witches that's very, very American so you have this change, so it's it's changed from celebrating our connection with the saints to now, if you look at all the movies coming out, it celebrates this unbridled evil that's roaming the earth
0: it's Instead just one this- horror show after another
1: right it doesn't, it doesn't celebrate this holy communion with goodness. it celebrates in all these movies this unholy communion with evil, or even like the morality got changed where The morality changed from celebrating the various virtues that were alive in the saints to celebrating kind of something immoral. Now, I have no problem dressing up for Halloween. I love distractions and all that stuff. I think it's fun. When I was in the seminary, uh, I loved this, even like the pumpkin this one guy did this great jack-o'-lantern where he put on the face of the jack-o'-lantern the face of the rector. It was just perfect. But have you ever noticed with every year, even now in my lifetime, Halloween has moved from just a distracting fun to now kind of celebrating the macabre or celebrating of not just dressing up, but now girls have got to dress up as the sexy nurse and the sexy you know it's all
0: it's kind of this or some celebrity there's a lot of uh, people that dress up now as some kind of a celebrity or some kind of a something somebody they idolize
1: or yeah but it's always kind of this uh there's often kind of something a little inappropriate about it. not fun <laughs> but inappropriate i uh, just it's like a nice
0: gentle way to put it fatherland
1: uh, yeah gentle is not a word that's used with me much but no you were so,
0: very good they're very subtle i like it inappropriate that's nice you're getting better every day father len
1: uh i hope so but <laughs> so the feast of all saints celebrates really something profound where the saints they their lives are connected to us and i could go off on so many stories of Just miraculous things, how the dead are connected to us. Even I I got this note from this woman who years ago, it always moved me. Her son died. Well, he was killed. And the night he died, she told me, because I did the funeral, she said, you know, he showed up at my bed in the middle of the night she says, I don't know if it was a dream or real. It was just this, it was so strange. And he showed up and I woke up and he was at the edge of my um, my bed. And he tells her, mother, I'm so happy. You know, I, I've died, but I'm so happy. Don't worry about me. And she looks at his, her alarm clock. And the same time that he appeared to her is the same time he was shot. So, She was this very devout, sweet woman. Actually, she was from Butte, Montana. My dad knew her. My dad used to say she was the most beautiful woman Butte, Montana ever produced. And she was going to become a nun. She was that sweet. And so when she said, I know he showed up to me, I think God allowed him to appear before me because I would have been worried my entire life. I've had other parishioners who, before they die. One woman, she's just a real sweetie too. She, her husband was in the hospital because of a heart problem, and she's in the bathroom, and she looks in the mirror, and all of a sudden she sees her husband standing there. And she turns around, and he's gone. And she immediately knew, ah, he's he's died, he's gone to heaven. I have hundreds of stories similar to that of parishioners. So this very profound truth that, no, the dead are connected with us. And in the book of Revelation, it makes this huge point that the saints in heaven, uh, this angel collects all their prayers and kind of like the great baseball pitch, he winds up the prayers and throws them to earth. And then the earth, when the prayers hit the earth, there's this earthquake. And it's just a very dramatic way of saying the prayers of the saints continue to guide and surround us. It makes an effect here on earth. So this very profound truth of all saints, which we celebrate once a year, I don't mind celebrating it with a pre-celebration of um, kind of some fun and distraction. But what I find is that the modern world tries to unhinge it from all its truth and say, oh, it's Celtic or it's about the devil. Um, that part I find a little offensive, and I I think it's purposeful. But what I really want to focus on is no, we have this profound mystical connection with the dead who are trying to pull us into the great feast of love.
0: Well, you know, I won't ever think of Halloween the same, Fatherland. I must say, after today, I I had no idea. It's uh, obviously a, a really a very special time. So. Uh, Thanks for that. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the wrestling with God show. Uh, Hope you have a whole new understanding of uh, Halloween and that uh, you won't forget it. And, By the way, if you have questions or comments for us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, All you have to do is head over to our website. It's www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com. And there's a questions button there. You just click on it, and there's a bunch of ways for you to get in touch with us. We also encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the Wrestling With God show at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps people discover us. So we hope you join us next time as we continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth about things like Halloween and other things in life and uh, the meaning and purpose in our lives. Thanks for listening. See you next time.